Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Welcome to Warnounds, a Privateer Press podcast. I'm Locke, he's Caster, and today we will be talking about a battle report. Welcome to episode 6. We apologize for the lateness compared to previous uh, casts we've put out that this one is going out. We, we have three children and uh, school started for uh, part-time class, you know, the hybrid system started for one of our children and um, therefore our child is back in school and everybody in the house got a cold. <laughs> Basically. Uh Um, so, yeah. Anyways, um... So we just, we just had to, you know, children's school cults. Yeah. And now that we can talk well enough without having to blow our nose every couple minutes, we're good. So, let us begin. Um, today's segment, we're going to start off with the news, obviously. That should come first. So, a bit of just personal news is that we, um had some medical issues early on in the year and we're still suffering the financial effects and I thought we were going to be in the right place to be able to donate and get some stuff out of the um, the Warcaster Kickstarter. We were not able to, so we did not get that, so we will not be covering any of that stuff until it is fully released and we can have the finances to buy it. Yes, uh, so yeah, that we, we might do some proxying once that information is released, maybe, um, but until, uh, as far as our games are concerned here on the tables, but uh, otherwise, we'll just have to wait until it comes out and we can actually get it then. On that note, however, the previous Kickstarter for Warcaster Neo Mechanica, all of that is now available, available for purchase. Yes. So that is exciting. And there's some really interesting things there that we didn't get the first time around that I'm really eyeing uh, getting a hold of. But uh, we'll just have to see when we can do that. Um, in other news for Privateer Press, their primary, I thought they had more than one. Apparently, they only had one primary studio painter, Jordan Lamb, and he is leaving the company. Um, I couldn't find exactly how long he's been with the company, but it's been it's been more than a few years. He, he's been doing it for quite a while. Uh, he's been also putting out some really quality work. The last one he... Uh, oh, anyone who watches the uh, painting uh, more recently on Twitch, well, not now, but previously, um, or anything like that, it's it's been Jordan most of the time. Uh, now he's moving on. And they've hired a freelance uh, painter, one that they've used before. Uh, his name is a- uh, Angel, or Angel, I'm not exactly sure on the enunciation. Uh, Gary- Giraldes. Giraldes, there we go. 
Angel Geraldes. Uh, he does a lot of really good work. I've checked it out. I remember seeing some of his articles before. And uh, it's going to be good to see what he can do, uh, really, for the paint schemes and whatnot for the company. And, um, in, 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 like, the last two years, they have, like, just seriously had a turnover in employees. Yeah. Um, a lot of them, however, are really long tenure employees. So it's probably people just, my assumption at least, is they're just burning out and, you know, they've been doing it for a long time. So they want to do something different and take their talents in different directions. Makes sense to me. After okay. after a while of doing something for a while, yeah. Redundancy. Hey, if you if you had a chance to work there, you'd never stop. That's fair. <laughs> I'd probably bounce around a lot within the company, but I'd probably never stop. Okay, next next news thing. Okay, so next up, uh, Hypercast. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. So for those of you who don't know um, or haven't been looking at the Monster Apocalypse uh, models coming out. They've been coming out periodically, Privateer Press has, with models that are semi-translucent of a color, typically like a light blue or a gray or something like that. So they're, they're uh, hypercast, it, it's a semi-translucent um, resin. resin. Yeah. Um, so it's a semi-translucent resin that has a dye mixed into it to make it a color. And... Um, They've been doing, um, they're, they're going to start doing small batches, and right now, they have a, uh, a hypercast Menite Archon, a hypercast, um, Mountain Terrain for Monster Apocalypse, mm -hmm. and then a hypercast, um, Boiling Spirit Cauldron. Yep. For Minions. And a person, I, I did see this up on the website I, I, I saw the pictures on, on the store I checked the store periodically and I was like well look at that it looks like they had some sort of um, graphical glitch when they put these pictures up and they just haven't fixed it yet I'll have to come back <laughs> later and check out and see what they're supposed to be um, I'm mm -hmm. not personally a fan but then again I don't know how why what I would do with the whole painting of the thing I've never really interacted with this stuff before so, I've seen some people do like some LED stuff, be well like once. Uh, yeah, so I just I mean it it might be like the most awesomest thing that ever awesomed, but personally I just don't care. Might have to get a hold of a model just to see what we can do with it and kind of experiment. You just want more minions models. Well, they're gonna. Here's the thing with this is, uh, uh, you said that they're going to be coming out with things periodically for it. Um. I have the article here. Um, they said that somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. They're 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 going to be coming out with different Each batches. Each month, we'll select a new set of models uh, or parts of models to produce in different colors. Yeah, so we might get some uh, retribution. What that's like a that cyan kind of glowing resin or something like that, or maybe uh, cephalix with some purple or something. I don't know. I could do with some risen. Yeah? Yeah. Or not, yeah, you know, risen. Oh, yeah, the risen. The zombies. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe a... Um, or, oh, 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 the... A feral um, geist. A feral geist. Or the, oh my goodness, it's been so many years, the Crix Revenant crew. They're all ghosts. Ooh. That would be really cool. Yeah. That would be... Okay, well, let, let's see where they go with this. I'm, I'm now thoroughly intrigued by what they come up with. 
I am a very uh, distinguished meh. <laughs> you be meh. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to continue to meh. So um, we mentioned that the Warcaster Kickstarter has ended. Um, at least I thought I did. Maybe I didn't. For those of you who don't know, the most recent Warcaster Kickstarter has ended. Um, and the information for the next Kickstarter has come out. This one, highly anticipated, it's the Iron Kingdom's Requiem Kickstarter. And it's set for, quote, early 2021. We're hoping that means January. It could be February. We don't know. But keep an eye on that. January, February-ish is when we're going to see the Kickstarter for the Iron Kingdoms come out, uh, Requiem, which, for those of you who are not sure that what that is, that is uh, in D&D 5th Edition, Iron Kingdoms, which is all War Machine and Hordes on the tabletop. So for... I, never, I never really played D&D. I mean, I mean, more than, like, watching my friends play it. I, I've only ever really... I mean, I, I've played a couple of different... Like, we played that one system that you wanted to play that was, like, really weird. Yeah. And then I've almost uh, almost all of my other role-playing stuff has been Iron Kingdoms, and I'm not necessarily excited to have to go out and buy a bunch of D20s. Uh, you know I'm going to adapt it, right? I'm definitely going to adapt it to the original Iron Kingdoms, what I consider <laughs> the original Iron Kingdoms. You mean um, the current system. Current. There we go. I, I, was, I was realizing original means we go back to 3.5. No. Um, I like the current Iron Kingdom system. I am currently running the Witchfire Trilogy, the D&D 3, 3.5-ish, uh, as the current Iron Kingdoms, and it's easy to convert. So we buy the books, we get the new resources, and we just keep rolling our 2D6s. I, well, I mean, I, I haven't paid that much attention to it because I'm just ter not terribly interested, but they were talking about all the different stuff they were going to do with, like, Classes they're and all changing. Of those. They're they're converting everything over to D and D. All the classes, all the advanced classes, all that sort of stuff. I'm not really wild about that. Um, personally, I'm more looking at the lore. I want to see where the lore goes. I want the new monster. Uh... We are not getting into lore right here. Huh? That is an argument for a different time. Hey, that's only one bit of an argument of one bit of a lore. Makes me so angry. That aside, <sighs> yes, Iron Kingdom's Requiem Kickstarter coming early 2021. Keep an eye out for it. We've been doing this for almost 10 minutes and we still haven't gotten down to what we promised them, which was a battle report. So? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible person. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah. I got to play a game against our local circle player. We, we didn't ask him what sort of, like, cool nickname he wanted, so we're just going to call him our local circle player. <laughs> we'll get, yeah, we'll, we'll ask him about the that Okay, later. so, so Caster played a game, and I took some notes, and then I took a nap. But um, that is that I had to take care of the baby, and we were just cuddling on the bed while I was taking care of him, and then I fell asleep, and then I woke up. And, God damn, you guys take long. <laughs> A 20-minute nap, and you'd, like, done nothing while I was down. We, we got through turn one. We'd started, like, literally just started top of two. So, yeah. Okay, so. I have the lists. You have the lists. Go ahead. I have the lists. Good. All right, so, um, the, there you go. Okay, so, 
the circle player list, he did a, um, Ooh, that's, it was, so they played a 50 point game because yep. it was kind of late and they wanted to be able to go to bed at a decent hour. Yeah. Um, so, uh, he did a circle list. It was a no themed list, which, um, see, I, we played back in Mark II before themes were, you know, a big deal and then themes mm. were a big deal. And mm. so, you know, ever since then we've been, me and me and Caster have been like, you know, themes. Themes all the way. Yeah. And um, the circle player we have, he doesn't necessarily like the restrictions that themes put him in. Mm-hmm. And which so is, he's been. Which is fair. There's yeah, some it, arguments to be made. No, I, I don't like the restrictions themes put me in either. I like to. Especially when it comes to stuff like circle. You know, yeah. I, I don't like the way the themes are in circle. You you can't really. Like, there are tons of creatures that want to go with Morvana. You know, I want to bring the, the goat thing. Okay. I'm way off topic. <laughs> okay, I'm not like way, but I'm adjacent to the topic. His list. Okay, his list. His list out of theme is Morvana One, a Druid Wilder, a Feral Warp Wolf, a Pure Blood Warp Wolf, and a Wild Argus. He also had a Warwolf, Wolf with no name, Wolf Lord Morag, uh, Tharn Ravengers, and a Ravenger Chieftain. Here you go. Sorry, we have the top the top. Yeah, we're we're bribing our baby to um, stay quiet <laughs> with tater tots. Anyways, okay, so now it's time for your list. Okay, uh, and third ravagers. Yes, yes, yes. With you, perfect. Um, he really likes wolf with no name. He brings him in like every list. Hey, he's good. I like what he has. I decided to um, pull out Calandra as it was recently and very nicely painted for me. I must say. Not as good as Bristle came out. Well, it's still pretty good. I like, yeah. Anyways, um, so I chose, again, 50-point list. I went with Storm of the North, Calandra, a Runebearer, Earthborn Dire Troll, an Ice Troll, and a Troll Basher. Uh, a Felcolor Hero, Champion Hero, Maximum unit of Creel Warriors with no attachments. The uh, max uh, stone unit with the Northkin Elder. And a max unit of Trollkin Champions with Scaldi. So, uh, for those of you at home may realize, wait a minute, you're two points over. We agreed ahead of time that I would be using the CID uh, on the stone unit. Which, for those of you who may remember from previous episodes, they got cheaper by two points. Uh, didn't use any other changes, as we don't know until the CID is released what precisely those will be. Uh, but we know for certain the stone unit's going to go down two points. So, that's what we used. Um, I wasn't entirely sure what to do about my battle group. Obviously, an Earthborn Dire Troll is like a mandatory with Calandra, and I think that's with good reason with Dash on it. But the Basher and the Ice Troll, I'm still experimenting. I'm not exactly sure what to do there. The rest of the list, pretty happy with. So that's the list. Yeah. Uh, I've been going through some tweaks and things I'd like to do in the future, but for the moment, that's basically where it's at. Alright, so the match itself... Um, well, you guys tossed dice, and uh, you won the dice roll and chose to go first. Yep, that I did. 
And you regretted that choice immediately because you hated the side you were on. Yeah. So, the... I really should have wrote it down. I don't remember which um, scenario we were on. Uh, you had two rectangle zones uh, centrally placed horizontally uh, in on the map. Big circle one in the center. And two objective markers on the inside corners of the rectangle zones. Okay, so on your side of the map, you had this. Um, so on his right, he on had right. and this sort of like V-shaped house with the um, V or with the point pointing towards um, the other side. My, my objective. Yeah, your point. objective. And which then you meant had... my the building was between me and my objective. Problem number one. Yeah. Then you have all of these, are those clouds or? So um, directly outside of my deployment zone, on, more on my right hand side, is a giant five inch pie plate of a building. So there's that. Um, I really, really should have chose to go second so I could have chosen the better side. Uh, immediately on the other side of the building, about five, six inches up, is a trio of forests. Uh, with just barely enough space between them to put down uh, my theme list's uh, um, little snowdrift. That's what it was. I get two four-inch snowdrifts because of my theme list. One of them I put between those uh, forests. Uh, and keep in mind, two of those forests are in the zone. So trying to interact with that zone is a little bit tricky, but I do have a hero in the list, so I have some Pathfinder options, thankfully. Uh, and then over on the left-hand side, where we have the other rectangle zone, is a trench. Mm -hmm. So um, that made it kind of, because he's got like right, right on his line of deployment, right there, there's that building. So it made his deployment kind of tricky. Yeah. So, in response to that, I left justified my entire army, basically. My warriors were on my far left flank, uh, opposite of his rectangle zone. They were practically in your token box. <laughs> Just about. Actually, I actually had to move my tokens out of the way to deploy them. I have my champs centrally placed with Calandra, um just to the right of that. And then the only thing I put on to the right of that building was my basher and my ice troll, my two light beasts, my only two light beasts. Uh, and my hero I put directly behind the building because I didn't have a good place to put him. And then my earthborn dire troll I kept on the left-hand side uh, sandwiched between the warriors and the champions with an eye on his objective, uh, hoping maybe I can deal with that using him. Okay, so then um, on on the circle player's turn, he had whole view models. Um, on his side of the board, the terrain was a little bit more like there's just like a forest. There's a forest and there's a wall, and those are both basically uh, in the big circle zone. Between uh, or preventing him from easily getting into his uh, his or see my right uh, zone is rubble, and then he's got a wall in the circle zone and then a huge freaking forest yeah and he circles so he's like yay and i'm like oh crap and then so he's got um you're okay kiddo you're just a baby from from where i was standing mm -hmm. on his, what would be his left 
He's got a uh, a dusk wolf, um, sort of onto the dusk wolf. Or the that whatever that thing. Is. That's a werewolf. Werewolf, sorry, werewolf. It's a werewolf. He's got the werewolf, and then he's got um, wolf lord Bragg, and then he's got Morvana. She's very central, and then mm-hmm. that's one of his warp wolves. His other warp wolf, his druid wilders between them, and then he put his ravengers over there. His ravengers are um, looking to keep my warriors out of his uh, rectangle zone. We'll, we'll talk more about it later. Okay. But basically, it boils down to he fell for a trap. Basically. Um, um and then he advanced, um, or and then he advanced deployed, um, wolf with no name, uh, who was almost in. That per mentioned forest. Yep. Centrally placed. Yes. Very centrally placed. Um, so, yeah. It's basically how that went down. Okay. And then turn one, everything just moved. Yeah. Turn one, I took my warriors. Again, I went first. I ran them up with the stone buff. And um, they become speed six. So I ran them all the way up. Minus like two that had to stay behind because I couldn't get the stone over them. Yay positioning on my part. And uh, ran them up on the left flank to his rectangular zone. I took my champions, ran them up the center, uh, and tried to get everything, the line of battle set as far forward as I possibly could with my basher and ice troll um, taking up the right-hand flank, looking to come around the inside of that V-shaped building towards my objective. Um, Knew he was going to throw something over there. Didn't know at this point what, and I just wanted to try and dissuade him uh, from doing much to that zone. So Calandra didn't run. Calandra did not run. And she cast something, right? Uh, so she cast, um, it wasn't Starcrossed. Um, she dropped a whole bunch of fury into the stone. Mm. Oh, she put Dash on the Earthborn Dire Troll. That's what she did. Okay. So yeah. yeah, so she, so Clonder didn't run, and the stone didn't run either. The stone, the stone is the cheatiest thing ever. Um, and the uh, the Earthborn got close enough to a piece of terrain to get whatever buff he got from that piece of terrain. Plus two speed from the um, there was the oh the theme benefit uh, snowdrift, which counts as rough terrain for my opponent. Which I need to verify. I might not have been able to get that benefit, but it didn't come up, fortunately, during the game. I, I gotta verify that. I'm not okay. sure how that works. So then, the, uh... Circle player. Circle player goes. And he remembers he's got prey. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, and he put them on... He put prey on the warriors. Uh-huh. Looking to try and deal with them quickly. How's <sighs> yawning? All right, so uh, he runs the Ravagers in front of the Warriors, and he gets a few of them into his zone, just just the front of the base, barely. Um, He puts the uh, Argus, his Feral Warp Wolf, Druid Wilder, and Morvana directly behind the central large forest. Uh, And he puts the Pure Blood into the center uh, forest on the, the circle zone. Uh, then he takes Lord Morag and runs him far over into the rubble on uh, my right rectangle zone, which I should have thought he would have 
Pathfinder, but I never actually verified, so that was a little bit sad for me that he was in the zone. I was hoping to block him, body block him out, but now well, there he was. And then he took his Warwolf and ran him behind the uh, center right-ish wall, uh, would be his left, my right, uh, and just kind of positioned him there just to kind of prep for the next turn and see what happens. And, and this is sort of where he fell into the trap for me. I mean, you had to place your models the way you did because of the terrain options. Mm -hmm. He sort of reacted and placed them all against your models. Yes. And um, whereas, I mean, he could have just gone for the other side and then just, I don't know, we'll, we'll, it, we'll talk about that in the, in the post yeah, thoughts. Yeah, there, there's, there's some things that are going on. But yeah, we'll, we'll try and get into that when it happens. So uh, lastly, he takes Wolf with no name, advances him up into the uh, forest, and shoots and kills a warrior, gaining a bounty token, which he will use in subsequent turns. So yeah, that be that ends round one, and then it goes to me, top of two. And um, a little bit before this, I have to go take care of the baby, and I end up falling asleep on the bed with him. Yes. So. Yep. All you know. All right. Um, so caster. What do I do first? Oh yes. Okay. So the stone activates and puts up the plus one speed again, uh, as I'm getting all the mileage out of that as I possibly can. Um, I have some opportunities on my left-hand side to charge my warriors into his Ravagers, and I wasn't exactly sure if I should do that or not. Um, so I ended up kind of holding off for a bit while I think over that. My Ice Troll goes up and boosts a critical stationary on Wolf Lord Morag, and I mentally do a little happy dance because I was not expecting that. I was fully anticipating missing that shot, but instead I landed and get a crit stationary on him. Uh, and I drop him down to only three health left well mounted. So that was completely unexpected and uh, very fortuitous. My basher runs up into melee range with uh, Wolf Lord Morag, and I leave him there. I also rile him. Uh, my champs, I... I have some options here. I can run up and engage the pure blood and wolf with no name, or I can advance up aggressively and uh, with a anticipation of him charging into me, and then I counter charge into him. But I didn't. I didn't feel very good about that because that would allow him to get close enough to... Oh, I completely forgot. There's a flag in the center of the circle zone. And I don't want him to get near that. I want to be able to score that flag. So I opt to run my champions into his face. And I put four of them up there, leaving Scaldi and one behind. Uh, so no attacks that round from them. Uh, my uh, champ hero runs up and bases the flag... And uh, Calandra then activates and she puts up Starcrossed. And drops a little more Fury into the stone. She upkept Dash prior. I think that's all she does. Yeah, I think she's camping four, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, as I was, she was way far up the board. He did have some opportunities to get some attacks on her if he won. I didn't want him to think that was a good idea. So. That's all I did there. Then it brings us to his turn two. 
So. Okay, go on. Oh, uh, my apologies. The Warriors, before I forget. The Warriors, I ended up choosing to run them into his Ravagers. I put like three in his face, set up a second wave, set up a third wave. And then as a last little cheeky piece, he had moved up his uh, Feral Warpulf right next to his objective. And then completely easy charge lane towards my uh, Earthborn Dire Troll. Yeah, so at, at the end of caster's turn um if he doesn't do something about it um that 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 feral is warp wolf is going to be able to just charge right into his earthborn yep so he puts a warrior in the way yep i put a single warrior in the way as bait and the circle player takes the bait yeah um I, I think, yeah, let, let's go through the turn. I think there's some things that could have been done better there. At the same time, how it turned out, I don't know if there's a whole lot he could have really done. Um, so let's see here. So, uh, okay, so the Argus walks over, and this is where I kind of go, oh, crap. This is going to suck. Because he walks his Argus over, and Doppler barks my entire front line of champs. All four of them. And for those that you don't know or don't remember, Doppler Bark is just a pulse, doesn't require a hit. All enemy models within five inches become defense five and cannot charge or run, if I'm not mistaken. I know that for a fact they can't charge. Uh, I'm already in melee, so I'm not charging anywhere, but becoming defense five really screws up the champion's plan of you're going to miss a whole bunch of attacks because we're defense 14. Not anymore. Now we're defense seven because of defensive line. So next, Morvana moves up and she casts mortality onto the champions and misses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she tries it again and hits. I, I think to hit the first mortality, he rolled a double one or. Is it, oh, no, no. Uh, I believe that's where uh, Starcross came into effect, and he missed because of that. Crap. I wish I wrote that down. Anyways, he misses, and then he hits. Uh, the Pure Blood warps strength and attacks the champions and deals 12 points of damage on the first hit. So I decide uh, to spread the damage instead of just making the guy tough because I'm really, really, really wanting the retaliatory strike that my champion hero is going to give me. And then I miss my retaliatory strike. Meaning I take 12 damage when I really shouldn't have. His second attack, um, I he does, I think, 15 damage to one of them. And I just choose to have that guy tough. And he fails the tough and dies. Uh, and then he makes some more attacks with the pure blood. But all of them uh, he fails to hit due to Starcrossed. Uh, and I know there was a double one in there somewhere where he just flat missed. Um, oh, wait, no, there was one of them he hit, and he failed to break armor by one, if I remember correctly. Anyways, he does no more damage that I've recorded or that I took uh, with the pure blood. Next, he takes Wolf of No Name, and here's the part where I thought he was going to um, try and shimmy away and shoot uh, my warrior that is in the way of his... Um, feral but instead he chooses to stab a champion which probably was the right cho choice because i don't think he would have survived the free strike 
Um, oh, the Argus that moved up into the Doppler Bark did no damage whatsoever. He, he failed to break armor or hit. Um, and so, yeah, Wolf No Name stabs, and using that bounty token kills one of my champions because I didn't want to spread around, I think it was eight more damage, uh, as they were already starting to get low. And then his Ravagers charge in to my Warriors, and this is the point where I'm expecting all my Warriors to die, but they don't. Um, he only gets one charge bonus because I've run into his face. And then he rolls a whole bunch of whiffs that were not under Starcross, unfortunately, uh, for him. And then he manages to kill one and kills another one and misses a third. So out of, like, six of my warriors that should be dead, I have two dead. And then he moves up that, that feral. Yep, he warps strength and he charges the warrior that's in the way of the Earthborn. And he kills him. Yep. And then he just stands there, like with just just like like flapping in the breeze, for a full charge Earthborn to just come up and just just pick him up and smash him like I, Thor and Loki. I I didn't ask him about it uh, that I remembered, but I fully in anticipated he had some sort of follow up plan that he was wanting to do, but then realized he had either move the pieces or something because no, the there was something more he it looked like he was intending on doing, but. There, there was nothing uh, for him to be able to do on that side. That was mildly hilarious. Um, the werewolf then shuffles around into the zone behind the wall, um, not really having good charge targets um, that he would be able to deal with. I've positioned it so he can't really get to my hero on the flag. Um, hindsight should have moved up and blocked my scoring on the flag, I felt, but I don't think it would have affected the game state at the end of the game either way so there's that um yeah he, he just kind of repositioned and waited to see what he could do next round so top of three for troll bloods i'm up 1-0 because of the flag scoring and uh, no other zones can be scored because wolf lord morag is still in my square so rectangle zone oh no i you just you walked away from him um she's just sitting down calm down stop eating my chair <laughs> Um, so, first off, Basher goes to town on Wolflord Morag, finishes him off uh, fairly easily, and then, completely unexpectedly, I decide, what the hell, we're going to walk up with my Felcaller and do a spray on the Warwolf. And the dice said yes. <laughs> so I killed it. I was fully anticipating missing or maybe just putting a few points of damage on, but nope, they spike on both attack and damage and kill it. I don't, I don't, I don't know if this is, is blasphemous to bring his name, but uh, Neffle smiled upon you. <laughs> yes, Neffle said yes. That's a good plan. You do that. Um, the champions just do what the champions do, and uh, they. Oh, I activated the stone before the champion unit, and I did my plus two strength aura. And with that buff, the champions go to town on Wolf with No Name, the Argus, and the Pure Blood, uh, and kill all three of them. Yes. And I didn't even take all of my champions to do it. it it's... <laughs> yep. Uh, so next, my Ice Troll um, moves up. 
and just kind of sits around going, okay, I don't know what to do now. He twiddles his thumbs. Um, oh, I forgot to mention, this is very, 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 very important. The very first activation I did was Calandra. Calandra advanced forward a little bit behind the forest, put up her feet, put up star-crossed, and that was it. And that is probably the only reason why the champions were able to kill all three of them. The pure bud probably would have lived, um, but with Starcrossed, it or not Starcrossed, but with my feet, uh, it was it was brutal. Um, I was rerolling ones and twos into fives and sixes, and um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. So. Um, yeah, that was pretty much the end of my turn. I was able to clear the right zone. I cleared the circle zone. I still have control of the flag. I had scored a point the previous turn. This puts me up at 4-0. And Calandra is in a fairly protected position. He doesn't have a whole lot left. Nothing on uh, his or on my right. Nothing in the center aside from his caster, who's way far back behind the forest, as Morvana wants to be. And uh, all he had left was the Ravengers, who were severely tied up. Oh, um, mentioning that my Earthborn Dire Troll did charge into and one round his Feral, but that's that's what should happen there. With Feet, I didn't miss a single attack, when normally I would have missed one or two at least. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the Feet really turned that around. Um, without it, he would have probably had both of his Heavies. And then, but they would have been injured. And you, um, you ended the turn with um, four minutes and uh, no, eight minutes and forty-nine, 49 seconds. seconds. And he and, and he was at nine minutes and fifty seconds. Yep. And you were up, and it was kind of late, and they just they called it at that point. Yeah. He, he didn't he didn't think he he had a chance, and um, was a little, little demoralized by the fact that you just ate his entire team. And I, I did kind of eat his army. Yeah, aside from the Ravengers, I I didn't make did I make a single attack against them? I don't know. I wasn't paying that close attention. No, no, I didn't attack them even once. I just jammed them in the face. We talked about that afterwards. He really should have. Well, one of, one of well, one of the big things that, that that he had was was he saw this giant unit of warriors. Uh huh. He didn't think their cost. He didn't think anything about it. He just saw this giant unit, and he goes, "Oh no!" So he puts his ravengers against. He commits his ravengers, which is you know, what? he what commits his ravengers on? to your warriors. Uh huh. Which I would I would not have done that. I would have at most maybe committed a heavy. Yeah. Or maybe a heavy and a light, but uh, he commits wolf with no name plus the feral. The yeah, the feral could have done it. Yeah, but he he commits his entire ravenger unit to that left side, or well, your left side, his right uh -huh. side. He commits them there, and that was just that. That was to me one of his biggest mistakes. The the other part to take away from that that we didn't discuss then that just occurred to me is there's only one zone that units can score on and he only has one unit so that should have dictated where his ravagers went also he can he ignores that forest plus i just realized he has tree walker like also circle player just, if you're listening to this just... they have tree walker they could have sat in that forest hmm. yeah um, and it, you know, it just, it was, he's, he's still, he's still very new. He started playing, what, this year? 
I think it was earlier this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. like January, February. Or, or was it? Or was it like it, late it last might, year? It might have been the end of last year, but still, he he's under a year, um, so he's still learning quite a bit. And this was one of the few times he's gone a full living list. He really likes Bones of Orboros with good reason, and uh, I don't know. I thought there was a lot of really good learning points on this one. And well, it, it's not. I mean, and you were you're like, oh, it's so funny. It's not personally how I would build a Morvana list. No. But um, he, he even mentioned he he realized after that game that he needs more units, at least one more unit. Yeah. And uh, that's that's probably fair to state. Yeah, and so the, one of you know one of one of the big things was it was just it was, I, uh, like I mean there there was a few other mistakes like the the fact that all he saw was a warrior and then a guy that could kill a warrior mm-hmm. he didn't see the earthborn hiding behind the warrior yeah that was also he 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 tends to act and then think about his actions later and go oh shit yeah well to be fair I do that too um, this game I I. I don't know. I I had a bit of a clarity there on on my scenario. Usually I deploy and then I look at the scenario and look at the train and I'm like, oh crap. This time I looked at the scenario, looked at the train and went, oh crap, before I placed my models. But I, I don't know. I think I might have... Yeah, but see, I know you know how to play, so I typically don't watch the way you play as closely yeah. as I watch the way other people play. Yeah. So that way I can... You know, and I just, I, I felt that committing, and, and he didn't know. He didn't know that the warriors were so cheap yeah. and they basically don't really do anything. Yeah. And he committed his ravengers. He should have he should have looked first before he committed his ravengers to the warriors. Yeah. I mean, I think the game would have, if he had, if he had not committed them over there and actually went and put them either in the middle, centrally, yeah. or deployed them over on, um, on his, you know, on his left. On, on my right, his left. Yeah, yeah. On, on his left. And and went up sort of up that way. I, I think I think it would have been a completely different game. Yeah, but definitely. all he saw was a giant unit and committed those but ravagers to it. Put, yeah, if he puts the, uh, those ravagers in that forest, which is in that zone, so they're in the zone and in the forest, they become defense at fifteen. I think I think they're thirteen base. Yeah. Uh, and he gets to um, and he has the pathfinder. He gets a plus two defense. He gets the corpses. Um, which didn't come up in this game. I, he just after he killed those. Mo- what is going on, child? What's going on? You want your segment too? Is that it? We're all talking and you don't get a chance. <laughs> now you're happy. Um, but it's I don't know. I I'm still fiddling with my list. I'm not entirely happy with my beast package. Uh, I think maybe two Earthborns is the way to go, personally. Oh. I don't know. I, I, I gotta figure out what to do with my lights. Uh, I gotta try to get in a game this week. Yeah, we gotta do that. So that's kind of how things went down. And yeah. uh, if anyone's like, well, looks like he did a whole lot of things he should have done differently and you didn't, there were some nuanced things. I, I kept getting in my own way. Um, I didn't talk about it here, we, but we, I we kept... should we should really do a, a battle report against you know, like you or you and um, either our Arcador player or our Menoth player. player because I, we, that we is need to get a that is our player. that is a lot of the, um, uh, those those two are two of our strongest players in, in our meta, and um, that that would be a lot more of of nuance, but especially our Menoth player. Uh, yeah. 
You know you kick your ass, right? He'll 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 wipe the floor with me, and part of that's just because Menoth is really in a good spot, and I feel that my I haven't figured out a list combination that would have much of an answer, uh, to be honest. I gotta figure that out. Yeah. So I mean, we 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 should do a, like a a battle report on on that sometime, so that we can really explore more nuanced. Yeah. Play. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think that's pretty much what we got for today. Um, do you what what really quick what what do you got going on with your hobbying that you've been working on? I've been playing video games. I I just finished <laughs> that uh, that cultist unit. Uh huh. And um, I'm sort of on like for our infernal player. Yeah, for our infernal player. Um. He he wanted me to paint his whole army with him, and um, at first he only had a little bit, and I was like, sure, you know, um, buy me this cool war machine thing, and I will, or I'll totally paint it for you. Um, so he did, and then he goes, oh wait, I got more, and so I was yeah. like, I was like, fine, buy me this thing or these these two things for my for my grim convection, and I'll do it for you, and and I did that without realizing how much work I was committing to myself for very little reward <laughs> yeah so I've, I've almost finished all the stuff he gave me for the first wave and then i gotta start doing the stuff for the second wave and i'm hand sculpting all of his bases and then painting all of his models and i'm doing that for about 150 dollars and i really need to start rethinking yeah we'll, we'll, we'll re rethink that yeah um but your models are coming those, those cultists are coming out really slick yeah. i'm liking how they're looking yeah the next is the uh the umbral Oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm, he's got he's got four solos sitting right in there, and I'm just gonna go through and do all of them. Okay. It's okay. it's I don't know, Kara Sloan's sister or something. I don't know what she is. Nicaea, I think her name is. Okay, it's it's a sniper chick. Yes. A dude in some armor, an umbral guardian, and oh, like, I guess he's not a solo, but um. What are you, you kind of tripping on? There's like hardly anything on the floor. And then um. Tripping on his feet. And then the uh, uh, midwinter. Oh, or in midwinter. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So, I'm really so those, curious how he's going to turn out. So it's those. It's those four dudes, and then after I'm done with those four dudes, then it's the um, Griever Swarm, the flying tentacles, Griever Swarm, yeah. and then uh, a beast because they're all the same color, and um, then I'll be done with the first wave, and I'll be moving on to whatever he's got left, which is like shish. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I'll just I'll see it when I see it, and I'll deal with it then. Okay. All he, right. He was telling me it's a bunch of beasts, but I don't. You know, I, there's, there's got to be more than just that. Not a whole lot to the faction. I know there's another cultist unit. Yeah. Yeah, but that that's not gonna be that hard. The, the, the first cultist unit wasn't very difficult. Okay. We we gotta end this because we're. He's gonna eat you. He's gonna eat you. Ah! He's gonna bite you with his tiny baby teeth. He's gotta be hungry or something. We gotta take care of this little gremlin here. Uh, locks. Warcaster attachment. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we hope all of you are having a great time. I'm a warlock, sir. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. Okay, yes. Warlock attachment. The druid gone smaller and wilder. Maybe he's like some form of succubus? I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah. Thank you all for joining us. Yeah, um, we're gonna hopefully do another battle report soon and get better at actually 
We're gonna find new t- techniques to take notes and give it all that stuff to you, yeah. and yeah. you know, make um. Oh, and then um, Caster is doing some research on uh, lore, yep. and um, I'm planning on, cause I I have all the Mark II books and in uh, or Mark II faction books, and in the Mark II faction books, there's some really good lore. So I wanna I wanna actually go in and, and like drop a little bit of lore on you. Yeah, we'll uh, each cover different segments and have a little. Lore-sodes, or lore-noun, or I don't know what you call it. you call it a lore-noun? Lore-noun, yeah. It's a lore-noun. <laughs> okay, whatever. Uh, we've got we've got stuff to do and children to care for. We uh, Thank you for joining us. Um, don't nod, say something. They can't oh, see it uh, when you yes, nod. Yes, yes. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, for those of you who are not aware, really quick, you can now find us on iTunes or your Android slash Google podcasting uh, um, <laughs> App of choice. Oh my goodness, child. And um, if you want to interact with us more, we have a Facebook, or we, we have a Twitter that we sort of don't keep up on as well as we should. I, I need to get better at that. Um, you can also contact Caster at Alan Haru on Discord yep. channels. And yep. I have a, um, I'm the only... I'm the only person who likes our stuff on our Twitter. <laughs> that, no, I saw one other. Oh, oh. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> we have another one. Yay! Um, so, uh, happy to have you. Uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon. Bye! Thank you for listening to this episode of War Nouns. Music for this podcast was provided by Prodolus. That's P A R A. D-E-L-O-U-S. You can check out his YouTube channel, Prodolus, or listen to his music uh, from Bandcamp by going to prodolus.bandcamp.com. sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. 
Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. Hm. Instacart for the win.